Welcome to the Untangle and Thrive podcast, where we talk about real problems, real clients, and real solutions. Now here is your host, Angela McKinney. Hello, I'm Angela McKinney, and welcome to the Untangle and Thrive podcast. This is episode two, so thank you guys so much for the feedback. And today I thought I would do a few things. One, I really want to talk about this idea of punitive, unforgiving self-talk, this re-victimizing, re-traumatizing self-talk that holds that tangled self-system in play. I also want to let you know that I've decided to do a three-part series based on my model to go deeper into those three organizing parts, the tangled part, the organizer self, and that creative self-system. I'm going to spend three episodes going through each of those steps so that you can take yourself through this work. I really want to set an environment to offer skills, powerful life skills to rapidly reorganize these stressed, heavy, disorganized relationships we're having in our body, in our body, rebonding with clutter, debt, sexual triggers, invisi- you know, invisibility issues. Um, you name it, anything that's causing overwhelm, stress, food or alcohol or anything that that is your body's doing one thing and your head wants to be doing another. Often you're going to hear me talk a lot about integration, the science of integration and why this is so important to optimize health and wellness. Often we are coming at things from the mind alone. We are coming and we're attacking our thinking and we are over identified with our thoughts. And there are a lot of coaches out there who spend so much time and energy talking about thoughts. (laughs) And I just want to rattle them sometimes because yes, unconscious thinking holds and roots that tangled self system together. It is based on past experiences. We've collected a mental construct of the world. We've collected a paradigm of how we're filtering the world. And that paradigm structure, that tangled self system, that is coloring our thinking, that is coloring our feelings, that is coloring the way we show up is also producing a lot of negative thinking and a lot of thinking. But if I'm just addressing the thinking of the system and I'm not drilling into the organizing system that's driving the thinking, then we set ourselves up for a few things. One, we can set ourselves up for hypervigilance, thought washing, which is rigid and sort of self-abusive. We can set ourselves up for a lot of frustration because we're not understanding system capacity. We're thinking that the thinking is just the problem. Thinking is a problem, don't get me wrong. And thought selection skills are really helpful, especially when you have an integrated organizing capacity. However, when you don't have an integrated organizing capacity, when your tangled self system is organizing you into a dis organized, disintegrated, abandonment capacity, for example, our victimizing capacity, for example, or an ambivalent capacity, a limited capacity, and we're not integrated. Our, the body's not integrated with the mind. The lower limbic system isn't integrated with the higher executive function. Then we're not optimizing connectedness. 
we're not optimizing our health and expansiveness. And I have news, this gets really frustrating. Really, really frustrating. It's one thing when you have an integrated organizing capacity and you're like, oh, it's thoughts, thoughts, just change your thoughts, change your life. It's another thing when you don't have an integrated organizing capacity and you really struggle with organizing a bigger life because your capacity isn't there for to hold the bigger life. Your body isn't, a, isn't being checked in with to support the bigger life. And as Dr. Vanderkolt's book, The Body Keeps the Score, the body keeps it, people. I don't care how much your mind is wanting to go somewhere. If your body is not excited to go there, if it's holding the unconscious threat, which is where our unconscious thinking is held in the body, then the body's not going to go, period, end of story. It dominates, okay? And we need an integrated platform. We need an integrated framework. We need to bring the most important organizing connectedness is our body, not our mind. It's our body. And this is where my life skills program is very different than many of the other life skills programs out there. This is why I'm incredibly impassioned by this because we know now through science, through the neurobiology of trauma resolution, basically disorganization are forms of unresolved trauma. Okay, I'm going to say that again. Everyone, trauma is the triggering word of, of the year. You know, it's the word. But being having trauma is called being human. <laughs> and I've worked on complex trauma cases with people who have DID, disassociated identity disorders. There are spectrums of trauma. There's PTSD trauma, and there are these more complex traumas. But our bodies are human, and we come into this world and things happen to us. It's called life. And the way we respond, and depending on our circumstances, if those negative things that happened to us did not get seen, did not get discharged, did not get understood, then they, we re, our bodies keep them. They sort of collect them and hold them, and then they rebond with them. And this is what I call trauma bonding. We're unconsciously rebonding with sensations from the past. They're coloring our present. We're recreating the same feelings, the same results, the same experiences. We don't know why. We're attacking it from our head and we're screaming and we're, we're, we're trying to change ourselves and we're not, it's not working. Okay? So trauma in my untangle model is not about going to the past and revisiting traumatic memories that is what emdr therapy is for that is what somatic therapists do they help discharge the trauma from the body however a lot of us have unresolved residue of trauma from relationships of the past from experiences that don't qualify as say my life was so traumatic. And this is why it's so hard for people to get a handle on that unconscious bonding. On one level, their head, their head is saying, well, it wasn't so bad. I, I didn't get raped. I didn't get this. It didn't happen. This didn't happen. But why am I so overwhelmed here with being seen or connecting or asserting my needs or asserting myself? 
And it, it's so confusing. You can spend decades in this confusing, trying to figure your life out. What the hell happened to me? What is wrong with me? Why can't I get it? I don't know if you've been there, but I know I've been there. So I've spent years, my life has been dedicated to better understanding this human condition and better understanding how to work resourcefully with the body and the mind science to set a new organizing framework that is supportive, that optimizes integration. Because if we don't have that, then we're stuck in an impaired system and all we're doing is managing the system. And we do not get better managing the symptoms of a disorganized system. We do not get better there. We do not transform our life managing the symptoms. We transform our life when we know how to facilitate systematic change. Systematic change. And when we facilitate systematic change, our thinking is washed. Space has been created, biological space has been created to feel into new experiences, to galvanize new energy, to assert and move our lives forward. There's an organic organizing that happens in our body's intelligence. When we link into our bodies, our hearts, and our minds, we create the conditions to rapidly reorganize into an integrated framework, our paradigm. Okay, so I have a book. I'm, I'm. Well, I've written this book, and it's being re-edited right now. We're in an editing phase, but this is coming out soon. And there's a story in my book, in the beginning of the book, where I talk about the language of safety, the language of safety, the language of untangling. And often we have this unconscious language that's punitive and, and unforgiving. It's harsh. It's brutal. Okay. And often we are at war sort of trying to work with this language to fix ourselves. And it's exhausting. And we think we're working really hard, people. We're attacking, we're looking at things, we're not in denial, we're trying to get our life sorted. We are making such attempts, such effort, such energy can go here. Okay? We're not bad for this, but we want, we're misguided. So I want to talk today about what holds the tangled self system in place and how that punitive, this punitive part of us that is organizing into attacking and fixing and trying to perfect and make you feel good enough to get out there and get a life, how that really holds the disorganized system in play. The tangled self system is what I call it. Okay, so there's a story I talk about in my book about a magnolia tree. Yes, a magnolia tree, those beautiful, noble creatures that have been around since the time of dinosaurs. Just think for a moment. These trees have opened up over the heads of dinosaurs. There's something arresting about a magnolia tree, those beautiful, creamy, white petals opening up and the smell of them. So I just want you to imagine this gorgeous tree right in front of you, and I want you to walk under its branches and grab its trunk and look up into that tree. And I want you to locate a few wounded branches. 
Okay. There's buds on those branches, but they may bloom. They may not bloom. They look vulnerable. They look fragile. But the rest of the tree is littered with these buds ready to pop. Okay. So imagine all of this, all of this energy of this tree. Now, I want you to imagine for a moment that the tree is only focused on the wounded branches, that the tree is screaming at them. What the hell is wrong with you? Why can't you bloom already? Why are you so weak? Why do your blooms suck? Why can't you get out there and do something with your life? Just imagine, <laughs> right? Just imagine how crazy that tree would look. It's all it focuses on. It's 100% focused. It's just trying to manage these vulnerable, wounded buds. It's attacking them now. Just imagine how you would feel if you were one of those little buds. How far away you would want to ever belong to that tree, ever connect with the tree, ever come out of your out of your little bud. You want to run away. Okay. I always say those little buds don't need to wake up and get with the program. The tree needs to wake up and get with its organizing wholeness. The tree needs to wake up and gather connectedness to all its other branches, all the other buds starving, by the way, for the tree's attention, starving to be self-asserted, starving to be self-expressed. The tree needs to wake up to this wholeness, to this integrated wholeness. It needs to get out of the war, the unconscious wars of what the hell is wrong with you, where all of the energy, all the time gets wasted trying to fix a part of us that is wounded. We need to wake up. I call this the organizer self. We'll get to that in, in the part two of the series when I talk about the organizer self. We need to wake up as this magnolia tree and connect to ourselves more resourcefully. We need to grow new eyes to see our parts differently. We need to grow new capacity to support vibrant, dynamic growth. This is the work. This is the work. It is not a thought selection process. It's an organizing connection process. Okay? So I always like to start with this place because I want you to see sort of the system in a creative way. I've talked about my untangle model. There's three different parts of us. The tangled self system is rebonding, recollecting, reorganizing from stress, overwhelm, fear, unconscious fears. And it, it, when we are attacking it, trying to fix it, trying to, we stay in it. Why people? Because the tangled self system is engineered to what? survive. At one point, it protected us. Maybe it's 40 years ago, but at one point, it protected us. It's a survival system. We value the system. It kept us alive. We keep the system until we presently understand it, learn how to dissolve it, learn to bring ourselves to a new system. We will keep it. Our bodies will keep it. Why do they keep it? Because again, it values stability over everything. It values survival over everything. It locks us into this, this dance, as I call it, this survival dance. 
So we need to differentiate presence from this system, which is the organizer self needs to get activated so it can start to locate the tangled self system. We do that in a very creative way, as you'll learn as you, if you stay with me on this process. And then we've got to start to work with it in a way that expands capacity to access this other system, which is engineered to thrive. It's completely engineered a different way than our survival system, and I call that the creative self system. And as we link this part with this part with this part, we've created an integrating organizing framework. We've created integration. We've optimized connectedness. We're not trying to get rid of our parts. We're not trying to run from ourselves. We're not trying to pacify our overwhelm by escaping either by drinking or overeating or doing meditations. And although I work a lot with meditation, my big gripe here with the spiritual, wonderful, brilliant minds in our, in our, in our life, in our culture, but it's not enough just to awaken to presence. We need to awaken to presence but we also need to know how to reorganize connectedness. We need to know how to convert the stressed, heavy, unconscious, disorganized relationships into vibrant, connected ones. We need practice. We need application. We need skills. How do you do that? How do I take myself from this tangled, disorganized, reactive relationship and facilitate and convert and integrate into a dynamic relationship. How do we do that? That's what I love to teach. And we work with clutter. We work with our relationships in our body to locate that tangled system. I'm going to take you through. I'm going to use my video camera, for example. Yes, my video camera. Because it created overwhelm. It created disorganization. It was holding for me a relationship I needed to locate, a bond I needed to unwind from. And once I learn and once I teach my clients how to unwind from that bond, how to dissolve it, how to integrate it, and how to activate a new relationship, we create and move right into this new relationship. It's not fixing. It's not getting rid of a thought. It's not plucking and plucking in. It's not that. It's an integrated dynamic synergy of building and creating a new relationship and learning and growing and belonging, okay? So think about the punitive language. Start to interrupt that noise of that attack, that unconscious attack. Start to open up to what am I, what are my other branches? What other buds in me could show up here? What other parts of me do I have access to, resources to support my life? to support wholeness, to gather and gather a new space to organize into connectedness. We want to get out of the wars of re-victimizing ourselves with that critical self-talk. We think on one level, we think it's good for us. We think it's going to get us into wellness, but it doesn't. It holds that unconscious system in play. It does not create safety. It creates a lot of disorganization, a lot of reactivity, a lot of running, a lot of shutting down, a lot of aggressiveness. And so we want to start to just interrupt it. All right, people, this is the language of untangling 
throughout my book, throughout my work with clients, throughout this podcast, we're going to be talking a lot about collecting different organizing languages, languages that we need to have in our body, that we need to reconnect with, that we need to start working with versus just the punitive one, which is black, white survival, black, white survival, harsh, brutal, cutting, disorganizing. We're going to be talking about the language of attuning, the language of activating, the body's language of imagining, the language of awareness, the language of, of being, of dissolving, of reorganizing. These are all new languages that I want to, I want to help you stir and create in your everyday living. All right, people. Um, I'm going to, I think, leave you with one more story, if that's okay just thought about it. It's going back to this idea of the body keeps the score, Dr. Vanderkolt's work, and my work as a dancer, as, as a person who's been in the theater and the dance world, and understanding the body in a, in a different way, in an artistic way, um, and connecting it with the science. I had an experience, and I'll just give you an example of what this can look like. I had an experience with my book, where I was holding it and I was having the victim language. I was having the, I don't have time. My kids are going to hate me. I'm going to miss out on so much. I have too many clients. I was in there. That's the noise of the language of punitive victim. Excuses. I can't do it. It's unfair. Um, and then, you know, the, the, the response to that is to get aggressive, to try to fix it, figure it out. But it, it's not sustainable. So anyway, I was walking around with this for, for a long time. There was, um, I knew I wanted to write a book about four years ago. I heard a Michael Singer and Oprah Winfrey interview. And I was so frustrated. I don't know if you guys have heard this interview. It's a great interview. By the way, I do love his work, The Untethered Soul. However, I got really frustrated. He was talking about this tangled wound of the soul and how we need to pull these wounds out and lean in. Okay. And he was trying to explain to Oprah how to just do that. And I could feel she was really wanting to get it, but it was confusing. And it made me angry. It activated me. I was like, I need to get into this conversation because there's a real science here and we need to get really specific. It's not enough to say, oh, here's this tangled part. Just pull it out and move over. That's not how our brain works. We need to infuse integration. Our brain needs to really understand the system that is organizing our body and organizing our results. We need to understand it. We need to understand what's holding it in place. And as we do, then it starts to dissolve. We don't have to pull anything out. It starts to dissolve and that energy starts to integrate into activation, into possibilities. And so my book and my Untangle Method really takes the reader, really takes my student through that three-step process of how to facilitate untangling this tangled part system, activating and reorganizing into dynamic connectedness that galvanizes movement forward. So I'm frustrated. I wanted to, I was just, oh. so it got me excited to write this book. Now that was four years ago and a lot has changed in my, in you know, since then. And I returned to, I wasn't clearly committed enough to get the book written. 
And about six months ago, I had a branding session with someone and I was just holding this heavy book. It was heavy. And she said, you don't have one book, you have six books. And it was so liberating because she was right. I was trying to stuff every area of life into one book because I work with life. I work with money very deeply. I work with sex very deeply. I work with clutter very deeply in organization. I work with um, divorce and parenting. So there's a lot of areas in addiction that I can tap into. So she said, just get your first one out and then do a book series. Have another one. Have another one that drills deeper into these different systems. And so it liberated me and excited me. And it got me fired up, but I still was missing something. I was not able to really execute. So I so I went to a mastermind. I went with a session and I received a mastermind session with all these incredible coaches. And it was recommended that I go to a boot camp class. Okay, so I am, you know, in the body trauma addiction world, helping people reorganize their life, understand the body's intelligence. But they said this to me and I wanted to just you know, stab them. <laughs> I mean, not really, but just what the hell are you talking about, people? That is my record. That's that's what that's all you got? A boot camp class? I was a little offended. And that really woke my body to, to up. I took note of that because I do <laughs> I do want to continuously untangle myself from these limited barriers that are standing in my way. And part of me wanted to get very defensive, which I did get, by the way. I just allowed myself to get defensive and say, guys, you don't even know my, do you know that I, I grew up in a gym? I was an elite gymnast. I used to be training six hours a day. I have had the most intensive training till, for 20 years. I've been to a gym in 25 years. I don't need a gym. And when I said that, it was fascinating. I hadn't been to a gym in over 25 years. I don't need to go to a gym. And I do take good care of my body. I run, I meditate, I do yoga, I do Pilates. There's, you know, mindful connection with my body, but I had this aversion to going to a gym. It was just oh, really aggressive. And so immediately I knew I had to go to the gym the next morning because I was, I didn't understand it, right? And that's the big, I don't understand what's going on. Something is getting stirred and I don't understand it. So I went to the gym, the boot camp class. The minute I walked in to the gym, I was flooded with nausea. The smell, the chalk, the rubber, the clicking of the weights, the hitting, the metal. I, my body just started to need to go throw up. It was viscerally uncomfortable. So I ran to the bathroom. I threw water on my face. I tried to get it as cold as possible. I shook my body out. I was, whoa, what is going on here? Okay. Now I could have made a decision and run at that point, <laughs> but I have too much experience here to really understand that there's something big. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to refocus and I'm just going to befriend my body here. I'm going to support it. I'm going to go back to the class and I'm going to give it my 100% focus. And it was awkward and then it was uncomfortable until about 25 minutes in. 
when something started to click, it was as though my body started to access something. All of a sudden, muscles started talking to other muscles that that really hadn't been touched in a long time. There was this underground stirring that was happening. And it felt a, a symphony going off inside of my body. And I was starting to really enjoy the synchronicity of the intervals and connecting with all these women and in movement with women, in sweat with women, in moving with, with others. It was synchronizing my system. It was allowing me to remember the pleasure of this kind of physical, this very difficult physical activity. It was waking up to the 20,000 hours of training that, that my body held, this intelligence, this, this power. And all of a sudden, about, I don't know, maybe it was 30 minutes into it, I got a rattling bone chill rattle, which was a voice. It was a voice inside of me that said, are you fucking kidding me? You can't write a book? Are you kidding me? Do you not remember all the training? Do you not remember the coaches slapping your legs and making you do 500 push-ups, 1,000 sit-ups? Do you not remember being kicked out of your house when you were 13, popping around to four different high schools, working three jobs? Do you not remember? It just rattled me. All that you've done and created in your life. And honestly, people, I was... <laughs> I was kind of like, no, I was just, my brain was getting shocked, like just jolted and shocked into uh, an awareness. And it just, I just stayed with it. And it was like, of course you can write a book. It gave me such certainty, such tenacity, such connectedness that my body became unavailable for the excuses absolutely unavailable. I walked out of that class and the next morning I woke up at four o'clock and I woke up every morning at four o'clock and I wrote until my book, my first draft was done. End of story. <laughs> it's in a rewrite now. It's a completely different process, but that was, I was unavailable once I got sorted with my body's capacity with my body's capacity, people, not my brain's capacity, my body's capacity to connect me with my brain gave me the energy, energy, the committed energy needed to accomplish massive goals, which writing a book is a massive goal. Okay? So when we've had trauma childhoods, like myself, so traumatic, so early in life, which we'll get to at some point, but when we've had un, a lot of trauma, even though it wasn't, say, violent in your face trauma, for my body, it was trauma. Um, we want to leave everything behind. We want to leave the, the bad childhood, the bad divorces, the bad, bad, bad. We just want to leave it behind. But when we leave that behind, we also leave behind the incredible successes, the connectedness of remembering all that we've done, all that we have done, all that we can do. And we, we've got to reconnect to that part of the remembering. You know, we push away the bad because we don't want to be there. We don't want to refeel it. We don't want to remember it. And we don't need to, in my experience. Not always. 
sometimes we just drown over there and stay over there and just, we don't know. We need to get connectedness to remembering all of our skills, all of our jobs, all of the things that we've done in our life. I have my clients do a five minute exercise where they write every single thing they've ever done ever done all the training education classes workshops um, little little things um, house cleaning everything you've done everything you've done in your life to remember your capacity to push into new experiences to push into life in new ways that you have it in you and often we get far removed from that intelligence we get too in our head people Okay, that was my story. So we are going to wrap up here. Send me any feedback, what's helpful. I'm going to take you through my three-part series because I think it will be helpful for you guys to have a real understanding of those three different organizing systems and how they integrate into a one framework. And then we'll go from there. All right, you guys, have a great day. Take good care of yourself. Thanks. Bye. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, check out our life skills programs. We take these creative life skills and integrate them into a practice. Check out the details at www.untangleandthrive.com program.